great rock bands from Sacramento, California. Recently nominated for a Grammy. Tonight they're performing a song from the current CD, White Pony. Please welcome Defco. To another episode of A Sides, everybody. <laughs> Sitting here on this fine Saturday, Saturday morning, cracking a beer before noon. It's noon o'clock somewhere. Well, and they say you can't start, uh, you can't day drink unless you don't start before noon, or am I butchering that? Or I don't, I don't know. know. It's not day drinking if you don't drinking before noon. I don't know. I mean, I pretty much every Saturday and Sunday, I'm cracking something by noon. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I don't know any sayings. <laughs> I don't. I don't know it either. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like it's probably something. Maybe it's a country song. That's probably. It's probably a country bullshit That's song about like why. Florida you, Georgia Line or something. You probably shouldn't know it to be honest with you. So <laughs> I'm gonna make sure this is recording because it is. But it ain't day drinking if you aren't drinking before noon. There we go. There you go. Way to kill the. T- Fill the time. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure my mic was picking up since there was kind of a glitch there before we started recording, and then I'm glancing over at it, and I we need to just hire a producer. God damn it! Or I should just be a better producer. I just need to make yeah, or I could just you I don't know. know. That's kind of what I do. Like for a side hustles, I put people on the air. You know, I put myself on the air, so I, feel I should get that. my shit together. Speaking of getting your shit together, you should drink Dragon's Milk White Bourbon Barrel-Aged White Stout. 6% alcohol. Refreshing. Hmm. And that's really all I have for it. Um, and this is uh, New Holland, isn't it? Yeah. I've been to that brewery. Oh, really? Is it local? Or somewhat it is local? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, cool. Yeah, very cool place. So I'm just kissing their ass right now, and then I'm mm-hmm. going to send this episode to them and be like, hey, talked about your beer. So give us, sponsor us, give us some free beer. And they'll just be like, all right, yeah, thanks. Hell yeah. You buy anything new? Before we dive into the topic, I just feel like we could start with something more casual, like you buy any new uh, music, any new vinyl. I actually have not bought anything new for a while. I think I might have said something like I bought like, Six albums in March, but they all don't ship until, like, May or June. So I'm like, why keep buying more stuff if I'm not going to get to, like, you know, play it? So I'm trying to hold out for a little bit, but there's stuff I want to buy. I'm in the same boat. Like, it's so ridiculous how backed up all this is. Like, like, I'm getting shit in the mail and forgetting that I, like, I'm (laughs) dwelling on, like, oh, why haven't I gotten this? And then, like, something else shows up, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I finally got the... Like, I haven't got the Tom Petty, what was it called, the alternate wildflowers Yeah, I think we talked about that the last time, because you're like, oh, I didn't get that. So then, like, something shows up on the doorstep, and I'm like, oh, it's not that. It's this other thing I forgot that I ordered six fucking months ago. 
Like, dude, it took me three tries to get – I mean, I finally had to go through some just oddball plays to get the first Skid Row album. Like, I ordered it back in, like, November, maybe even earlier. And it was supposed to come out, like, in January. And mm-hmm. if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. I might have told the story already. But then, like, it didn't – then I got, like, an email that it got pushed later. And then the day of the release came, and it was like, oh, just kidding. And it was pushed out, like, another month. And then that date came, and it basically told me that it was unavailable, and there was no release date for it now. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I noticed that like people were selling that same pressing because it was like a limited purple mm-hmm. vinyl, and they were selling it on Amazon for like seventy five bucks. And I'm like, you fucking pricks! Like people mm-hmm. are like buying it, like ordering like twenty copies or some shit, and then getting on there and. You know, s- bastard. <laughs> but it's like, why is Amazon letting this motherfucker order multiple copies or whatever? And then like, I pre-ordered this thing months ahead of time and didn't fucking get it. Yeah. So then there was another pressing that was released, or going to be released, and I ordered it. But it was like September before I was supposedly gonna get it. So in the meantime, I found a copy. Some other website, I can't even remember what it was called, and it was the that purple one, the which I don't even give a fuck about the color of the vinyl, if I'm being honest, but it just was that limited pressing, and I found it, and it was just like regular price, like 30 bucks, so I bought it, and I got it like a week later, but I'm just like, Jesus, dude, like you can't, no matter how far ahead I seem to pre-order shit, you know, it's like... I can't fucking win, dude. Yeah. I can't get it, you know? And then other, and then the funny thing too is like, I'll order it the same day as somebody else I know and like they get their copy and I just don't get mine. And I'm like, how the fuck? Like, I'm just not lucking out on any of it, you know? But hey, it could be worse. Yeah. So, got a few things in the mail, I think, this week. What the fuck did I get? I actually came across a copy of the, which I regretted not buying when they first released it rhino reissued far beyond driven pantera oh nice. you know with the original yeah. album cover with like the dude's ass and the screw going in the <laughs> ass and i really was just kind of like i really just wanted it because it was that cover you know what i mean mm-hmm. not that i want to stare at a dude's ass with a drill bit going in it but <laughs> it was just something different and i thought well you know i'm not really much of a collector like i don't buy shit just to collect it i do love that album so, but I did kind of buy it more as a collector's piece, but I'll probably still play it. But I mean, I just, I've been struggling lately because I'm like, well, where do I draw the line on like, because I have so much of this shit on CD. So it's like, where do I draw that line of what I buy on vinyl that I already have on CD and what I don't? You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm the same way because like, I've bought, I've bought in CDs twice or you know how you buy something on DVD then you buy it on Blu-ray. I don't want to keep like buying something as long as it's like yeah. a band, um, who's maybe among my favorites or something. Right. So I'll keep it to that. I even tried to keep it to one crate, and then Griffin gave me a second crate, and I'm like, "Fuck, don't do that," because I'm going to buy more to fill it. And he goes, "Wasn't that the point?" I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to blow my, all my money either. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I need to kind of have a balance." Well, and that's the. And now he gave me that crate a year ago, and it's basically full now. Oh yeah. I so mean, I'm like, so now I'm on to a third crate. Well, I feel <laughs> your pain, man. I just had to order another 
hundred pack of the sleeves, the outer mm-hmm. sleeves, you know. And I was like, "Fuck, am I seriously buying another?" So now you got to buy a hundred like, to fill all yeah. the sleeves. Well, because I feel like I just bought a pack not that long ago. So I'm like, or I'll buy some off you. Did better. I? Did I seriously like just buy like a hundred fucking records within like the last year? I think I might have. Oh, are <laughs> you mean that you already bought the records and now you're putting them in in sleeves? Or no, I mean, are like, you just thinking ahead? I had like, a, I'm, I'm thinking ahead more. because I had a okay. hundred pack and I thought, well, this will last me a while. And then, like, seriously, I was down to, like, two. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then I got a few records in the mail and, you know, and I got, like, ten more probably that are just floating out there somewhere or are on pre-order. Maybe that's what our somewhere. podcast should be, just a support group for um, no record shit, man. buyers. I might have a problem. <laughs> I'm not going to really let Courtney ever hear me say that, but, yeah. So I got, like... What do I have? Like the the Scream record? They're reissuing that, and so I pre-ordered that. Yeah, so and you said the Krabby one. I got that. Oh, that okay. was funny, dude. I ordered that and got it like three days later. I was like, what the fuck? Mm, like everything else, I'm lucky to get it within three months. I got this <laughs> yeah. fucker like three days later. <laughs> so I got the, so yeah, I got the, the uh, Krabby live thing, which I regretted not buying it before, and it sold out, and I was like, eh, I don't really want to buy it on CD, so I just didn't buy it. You must have just held back some copies. I don't really know how that works, but and then let's see. What else do I have? The Skid Row. Th- I got the Skid Row album. That came. That came. I think within a week or two. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I got floating around out there that I'm waiting on. It's like I just can't keep track. There's so many of them. The Tom Petty thing. I'm still waiting on that. Which if I just would stumble across the fucker somewhere in a store, I just would buy it and cancel my order. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, the Travis Meadows uh, killing Uncle Buzzy. Still waiting on that. And that's, that's oh yeah, and that's one that another friend got right. Yeah, Brian, no, Brian just, got that. I just was gonna that. say that he got his. It's weird because I got an email that they had shipped it, and yeah, he's the one that told me that he sent me the link, and I was like, oh cool, and so I bought it right away. So mm-hmm. him and I like. Bought it within, like, probably 10 minutes of each other. And yet, he got his, like, what? The beginning of this week? Yeah. And, like, I still haven't got it. Yeah, I'm, like, sitting here, like... In fact, the FedEx and UPS truck both came through the neighborhood today already. And I'm, like, oh, surely that's coming today. You were looking out the window, like... Oh, I'm, like, are they coming here? (laughs) like a kid. (laughs) Oh, man. It's, like, what the fuck? I didn't get any records? Hmm... Mm. Oh, well. Well. Well, there is one that you did buy, and that's sure this episode, man. So it's a good segue. Yep. And this is one that is a prime example of now that I bought it, I'm starting to look at, because I got everything else on CD, and so now I'm going, well, I bought that. Now I have that album on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Don't I need to, like, complete everything and yeah. buy this <laughs> and buy that? Or at least just my favorite ones. But then you buy all your favorite ones, you're like, well, well, now I have to have them all. Yeah, it's like, well, now I just don't have these two that I don't really like, so fuck it. Anyhow, Andrew, would you like to tell the fine people listening what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, we are going to talk about Deftones' White Pony, because they celebrated their, what, 20th anniversary of the album last year? Right. 
Yeah, with an anniversary edition. It's so it's White Pony slash Black Stallion because the Black Stallion is a remix of the entire album. We're gonna discuss. Maybe we'll talk all about their the, shit too, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like both. I thought we were doing like, you know, talking about that, or that was the reason we were kind of like talking about the Deftones as a whole, but. See, I thought, yeah, we'd kind of get into yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever. But There's no rules. There are no rules. No laws when you're drinking the claw. Fucking but right. we don't have any of that. Because we don't drink that on this shit on this show. Did you dive into your second one already? Uh-uh. Oh, did you get a second one? Yeah, it's right here, man. Oh, I just saw that it was open. I didn't realize you <laughs> opened it already. I thought maybe it was the empty one that you had. I didn't want to have a pop on the air. Well, that's weird. I'm gone. Oh, well, now I just did that. I'm going to put it right up in the microphone. Deftones, White Pony, Black Stallion. Um, Here's something I wanted to ask you, because you're you're probably a bigger Deftones fan than I am. When did you first um, listen to the band, or what was your first introduction? You know what my first introduction was? Uh... Corn's Life is Peachy when it came out. There was a, a version of Wicked at the end of that like album, or towards the end of it, whatever. And Chino was on it with them. And I wasn't really... I knew of the Deftones, but I didn't really know shit about them. Like, I knew the name, and I couldn't have told you one song or anything. And so, like, honestly, like, I really liked Corn when they first came out. I thought, you know, those first couple albums were the shit. And so, like you do when you're at that age and you're younger and music's pretty much everything, like, you check out, like, there's a guest on an album and then it's like, oh, fuck, that was kind of cool, so now I want to check out the shit he's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at first, I wasn't like, I didn't, like, listen to him and then dive head first and, like, oh, that was fucking awesome. You know? Like, I think I heard... uh like My Own Summer and uh, Be Quiet and Drive, you know. And was like, ah, it's cool. Because I think it was like probably around the fur was, would have been the newest album at the time because it was before White Pony. And so anyhow, I listened to them and was like, ah, it's cool, but I didn't really get that into them. They kind of like slowly grew on me where I appreciated it more than I heard them. But then when White Pony came out, I was like, man, this album's really fucking good, like, because that Change song, like, was all over MTV to the point to where it was so overplayed I almost didn't even want to listen to the album. (laughs) And I was kind of tired of the song, like, man, I'm kind of fucking tired of hearing this shit, you know? But then, like, for some reason, just on a whim, like, I bought it, like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy the whole album and see if the rest of it's any good. And I was like, holy shit, this is really fucking good. So then, like, I really got into them then and then kind of backtracked to the earlier couple albums, you know, Adrenaline and Around the Fur. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to sit there and act like I'm fucking cool and was into them. Well, like, you are cool, On man. the first record. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're cool, too. But, no, I mean, it's just, it, it's such a great record that... It probably is the best introduction to him because, I don't know, it's just so fucking good, but then you go back and listen to, 
like something more raw, like adrenaline, and it's kind of, I think I appreciate it more because like hearing something this slick, then you go back and listen to that, and you're like, oh, this is cool, because now it's like kind of, you know, it's the same band, but it's like really fucking raw, you know, and I don't know. That's about as much of a backstory as I got. I mean, nothing exciting, but... But I guess it works out that White Pony was my introduction, right? Like, yeah. As far as, I guess, a full album goes, it's probably the first one where I listened to the whole album and got really into it, so. Hell yeah. But yeah, you know, they're a band that I've never seen live. Oh, really? Because I was going to ask you that, too, if you've ever seen them live. I've always wanted to, and I just never... It seems like every time they play around here, I can't go for some reason, like something's up. Or yeah. There's been a couple times where they've been on some bills where it was like, eh, like they were like the opening band, and I just was huh. like, I didn't really want to see the other bands. Oh, okay. You know? Like I think they came through and opened for Corn maybe one time, hmm. or some other band like that, and I was just kind of like, I don't really want to see them. Like I saw Corn back when Corn was still cool and didn't really wear themselves out, you know? Like they kind of wore out their welcome hmm. as far as I'm concerned, but... Or actually, not to go too far down that rabbit hole, I actually kind of like, like, I never saw him at Corn until recently, but I think, I think they're an awesome opening band because they come out there and they just have like a 40 minute set to do their hits and boom. It's Corn like. Corn is the good opening band? Yeah, because oh. I saw them open up for Slipknot. I saw them open up for, well, they did an Alice Cooper kind of uh, Christmassy thing um, I saw in Arizona. And I want to say I saw them open up. Uh, for like disturbed and yeah, so so it's like if they've only got forty five minutes or an hour or something like that, they're just gonna pack in all those hits and it's like, boom! It's like I don't know. They just throw everything at you and it's like, it's like they leave you wanting more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I saw them on the. I guess I really only like their hits, really, anyways. Yeah. Except for that new album that we talked about. Or not new, but the that last one. That has some cool stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the few that I actually like almost every song on it. Yeah, if there's anything I go back and listen to, it's just the first couple albums. Like, I saw them on the uh, uh, Follow the Leader. Oh, okay, so and, you saw them, like, way back. Yeah, and, and Rob Zombie opened for them. It was on the first... Oh, uh, shit. It was Hellbilly Deluxe and uh, Follow the Leader, you know? Kind of like a double headliner almost, you know, but Zombie was opening. But yeah, it was kind of a cool show. It was weird, but um, I enjoyed Korn's set, but it was kind of odd. Hmm. <laughs> they had like the Cheech and Sean cover at the end of that album, you know, Earache oh, My Eye. Yeah. And they came out and like closed with that. So I thought it was a really hmm. stupid closer. Yeah. You know? Like they came out and they all changed. They all switched instruments. Like Jonathan Davis uh, played the drums, and the drummer played bass. Fieldy sang it, and then the guitar players both just did the same fucking thing. Mm. Just played guitar, but it was yeah, it was weird. It was like really dumb for a closer. But whatever, we're not talking about corn. Yeah, now. fuck them. Oh, well, speaking of um, seeing bands live, I did see Deftones live, but it's probably one that you would have skipped because they kind of did open, or they were the uh, middle band. It was like 2013, and it was Ghost open. That's what it was. That's and the then one it I'm was Deftones, of. and then it was Avenged Sevenfold. That's and what, so, 
uh, this one friend of mine, Bill. I almost went, and I yeah. wanted just to see the Deftones, and I just said, fuck it, and didn't go. See, I mostly went for Ghost. It was, for Blo- that, it was in Bloomington, right? Yeah, because yeah. a friend of mine, Bill, was going to go, and he's like, I don't want to pay this much money um, to see a Ghost do like 30 minutes. I don't know, but you still get Deftones, though. And then I just had to stick around for Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, so they headlined, yeah, that'd be kind of... I don't like Avenged Sevenfold, but... Yeah. I, I ended up driving the station van at the time, the X van, so it's like... That's uh, like a, I'm leaving to beat traffic kind yeah. of thing. Like, oh, cool, the headliner sucks, which means I can yeah. beat traffic. That's the way my brain works now that I'm getting older. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> cool, I don't have to be up that late. Cool, I can get out of the parking lot without waiting on a bunch of assholes that are blocking the exit and... You know. It actually is funny with that show, though, that Deftone show. That was the first time I've ever got high. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm, like, about 30 years old, and now I'm getting high, whereas <laughs> most people do that in their teens. I was going to say, I was going to say I haven't gotten high since I was, well, I think it was, like, within the first year of Courtney and I being together. So See, well, I've seven, said on here that I'm a late bloomer, 16, so see. Yeah, 16 years since the last time I smoked pot. And I was never into it anyhow, you know what I mean? It was just a couple, uh, couple times, few times here and there, or whatever. But um, dang, that might be my best pour ever. That's like the right amount of head. I think I need to have like I think I need to have a beer to then and then pour the next one. So I get the there you go, head. man. That's pretty smooth. That's just the right <laughs> amount of head on it, like a little bit of you know. If you could just teach a woman to know how to give the right amount of head too. God damn. Don't spit, that <laughs> Don't spit that all over my table. Yeah, well, you know. All right, man, well, we talked about head and corn and so White Pony, man. Mm-hmm. It was your introduction. So do you have a favorite track on the album or man, anything like it's that? weird because it's such a solid album, it's hard to pick out. But um, Elite, I really like that one. Hmm. That's always been a uh, a standout for me. Um, I always like Knife Party. Something about the the chorus on that, the whole "Come get your knife," you know, like yeah. it stays in your head. Like I, every time I listen to this album, I feel like I wake up the next morning with that <laughs> in my head. And then, strangely enough, dude, like I've always thought "Passenger" was like the best song that Maynard ever did. Hmm. And I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm not a big Tool fan. But You're I really, just a big tool. But <laughs> leave. All right. Sorry. Um, I don't know how much. How much beer have I had? You don't get any of my fucking brisket later. You got a brisket cooking, guys. So yeah, passenger. It's like so. I do like, um, like Anima. Yeah. However the fuck you pronounce that, I really like that album by Tool. Um, Undertow has a few songs I like, and Opiate. So I'm not like a hater, although I will say like Lateralis I thought was watered down. Uh, See, that was like this era, not to kind of go off on this thing, but like Deftones, like White Pony and like Lateralis and I think Seven Dust Animosity and stuff. They all came out around that time. Yeah. And that was just like, I don't know, that was all the shit I was listening to for like a good like two years. Something like that. Well, if that was like your introduction to these bands, like if that's when you first started getting into them. Probably, yeah. Then it's probably like... Sticks with, yeah. with you. I I just didn't really like. Lateralis had some cool stuff on it, but I felt like it was a watered down record. And then so like, 
this, I thought Passenger was like the coolest thing Maynard ever did. Hmm. I mean, short of Anima, you know, like there's some stuff on there that's really fucking badass. Yeah. I mean, um, but I won't go into that album because we're not talking about Tool. But, um, you know, it's weird because I don't know if this would really... Okay, so it was funny because I was thinking when we started talking about doing this, this episode, I thought to myself, like, man, I love White Pony, but it really probably isn't even, like, my favorite album from theirs, you know, even though a lot of people kind of revere it as their, you know, masterpiece and whatever. And it obviously had the most commercial success with uh, Change, you know. But then when, like, I went back, when I bought the anniversary thing and I went back and listened to it, I was like, fuck, I forgot how fucking great this album is. Because <laughs> it really is, for some reason, not the one I go back to all the time. It, yeah, because I think you said Diamond Eyes. You even had Diamond that as your is, best of the last, like, yeah, that, a 10 years. And I still, decade. after revisiting everything, like, I still stand by that one as being their best. Mm. And this one is probably a close second, more so than I would have realized, I think. Like, if you would have asked me that, like, six months ago, I probably wouldn't have had the same answer. Hmm. Probably would have been like, nah, Around the Fur is probably my second favorite. But then going back and listening to him, I'm like, nah, like, as much as Around the Fur has kind of this raw, kind of edgier thing going on, like, a little bit more angst and shit, you know? I feel like it's really hard to deny how flawless this album is. Like, there's not one fucking dud on it, you know? If hmm. anything, maybe the last song, you know, is probably the biggest dud, but I wouldn't even say it's a dud. But hmm. it's more to me like with uh, Pink Maggot, yeah. I kept thinking Maggot, but um, to me it's not a dud, but it's like the one I have to be in the mood for. You know hmm. what I mean? Like if I'm not really in the mood for so, I don't know why. It's like a mood song to me, but. Hmm. See, because it's funny. How like, like we're like the opposite or, or something, I guess, kind of, um, because of the Back to School song, that was my introduction, I guess, to Deftones, it's a great uh, song which too, is basically yeah. Pink Maggot, like condensed. Yeah. And I saw that video, like, I think I was like 16 or something, because I used to watch MTV sometimes in the morning before school getting ready. And that video would be on like every day almost. And then it's weird to find out. I didn't even know until we were talking about doing this episode uh, that they really didn't want that to be a single. It's just the label actually said, hey, after uh, Change was the first uh, single, they're like, I guess the label told them, we don't hear anything else on this album as a single. Uh, so go in the studio and like rework this song. And Chino basically did it as a fuck you. He's like, all right, fine, I'll go in and do this in like 30 minutes rap over this song and then what's even funnier is i noticed too that change was in the top 10 on the alt rock and even the rock charts yeah but back to school the one that they wanted as a single it didn't even crack the top 30 on the rock charts it was 35 so it's like they still didn't get a hit with it did they even put the back to school mix on the and no, they didn't, because when I was listening yeah, to this didn't. on my phone, I looked at the one that has a blue cover. Yeah. And it's got Back to School as the first track, and then the Pink Maggot as the last track. Yeah. And then finally, when I was going to listen to Black Stallion, 
they don't even have uh, the back to school on there. So it's like hmm. Deftones are just like, I guess Chino was right. He's like, we don't want anything to do with this well, song anymore, so we're not going to even put it up huh. on the anniversary album. Yeah. But so so it is kind of funny how it's like almost irony, I guess, in yeah. a way that they're like told to have a hit, and then it's not a hit. But that's the one that I thought was the hit. Yeah. Because it was always on TV. Yeah, I mean, I think, and the weird thing about that is, I think that back to school version's the better version. Yeah. But I just really. It actually is a better version, I think, because it takes almost too long to get to where they need to. Right. No, I know. That. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Or maybe it's just because I heard that so many times that. Yeah. I don't think people. No, I'm works. with you on it. Like, it's just, like, too drawn out. They made it too. It took something. And tried to make too much out of it or something. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I really wasn't. That's why I say, like, if, if there's one dud to me, it's that. And it's not even yeah. that I hate it. It's just, like, sometimes I listen to it and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. Cool, I guess. But then, like, most of the time, I'm just... Yeah. I'll be honest with you. When I played this anniversary vinyl, after change, I just pulled the needle up. Oh, really? Like, it started, and I was like... Yeah. Nah, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> just pulled the record off the table. But I also just sat through the whole Black Stallion remix. So oh, yeah. the fact that I felt like fucking listening to anything after that was kind of surprising. But I needed something to cleanse yeah. the palate and get me back to where I needed to remember the album for what it was and not that thing, you know. <laughs> I'll save my thoughts on that because maybe we'll do the White Pony then just hit the Black Stallion. There you kinda, go. Just real brief. But... um. I guess my introduction was the back to school, but like I think that my favorite song on here is Digital Bat. Yeah, that's another great one. I'd probably put that up there too, yeah. Or maybe it's because like, like that and Elite yeah. back to back are really badass. I mean, that buddy of mine that I mentioned, Bill, who I was going to see the ghost show with and then he backed out, he, uh, he said something about me that I like metal bands, but I always like their soft songs. And that's basically the same thing. It's like Deftones is a metal band, but I like Change and yeah. uh, um, Digital Bath the most. Yeah. And they're kind of the softer stuff compared to what they're um, known for. That's true. I'm trying to think of what he said. I don't want to... I already butchered a phrase earlier. I think he said, I've got a crusty exterior with some kind of... Um, easy listening core. Yeah. So your favorite Deftone song is the... Uh, Digital Bath, man. Is the... Uh, no, I was going to say... Uh, fuck, the Cars cover. Uh, oh, Drive. Drive. Yeah. Drive. I have said before that I do like their covers a You lot. know what, man? Like, their covers album's okay. Like, I think I've listened to it more in the past week. Just kind of listening yeah. to all their shit again and prepping for this, though, like, than I ever had. And I will say, because I really love that song, man. I love Drive, the Cars version. It's just one of those things where I don't think I gave their cover enough of a chance because I just went into it with the attitude of, like, that song doesn't need remade. Like, what the fuck? Like, just don't. Just don't. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hear. And then I realized, like, listening to it, I'm like, man, I think this whole time, like, I had heard it before, but I think in my head... I felt like they just changed a lot, and then I'm listening yeah. to it, and I'm like, they didn't really change that much. 
it just sounded like the Deftones playing the song. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like Chino singing it. Yeah, because that's kind of what they do with their other covers. Like, even Simple Man, they didn't do anything yeah, they didn't really, really differently. Yeah. They just It's just the same song with Chino. Yeah, and that's not even it. that bad. I don't really hate that yeah. song or love it, but, you know, it's one of those two where I'm like, uh, I kind of rolled my eyes at the idea of it, but then I'm like, well, they didn't even really reinvent it. It's just kind of like a... It just sounds like if they played an acoustic show and somebody yelled out, play some Skinner, and they just said, all right, fuck it, let's just humor these dickheads, <laughs> and let's just do it, you know? And so they did it, and it was like, okay. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. like, offensive, but then, like, it almost still felt like there was no point. But I actually, man, the more I listened to the Cars cover, I was like, it's kind of growing on me, even though I still prefer, I mean, the Cars, their version was just, like, so... And I don't know. Like, it just had a sound about it that, like, yeah. it just never needed fucked with. They almost kind of stripped it back a little bit. Like, it's kind of... Yeah, like, it's almost not as slick. Yeah. And it's... If anything's really different, I think the drum beat might be a little different, if I'm remembering yeah. right. But, you know, that drummer, I mean, he's he's got such a... Like, those first two albums, especially Adrenaline, you listen to it, it's, like, such a hip-hop kind of inspired kind yeah. of kind of playing you know he's a killer drummer but um you um um you mentioned in their cover of uh drive you actually um i wanted to kind of make this i don't know if it's argument or a point or something but i wanted to get your thoughts on it so it's kind of a good like lead into that is around that time, you know, back in, like, 2000 when this album came out. Um, I guess Deftones are in the new metal um, genre, right? All those right. bands, like, they're kind of lumped in, even though some of them aren't... They yeah. aren't always the same. Like, even some of the grunge bands didn't sound the same, but they got lumped in because they had hits at that time. Right. So if I was thinking... I was thinking back, and I'm like, all right, okay, Orgy... They had a hit uh, with Blue Monday, which was an 80s song. Then around that time, Limp Biscuit, they kind of broke with Faith, a George Michael song from the 80s. And then Disturbed, well, they had Shout 2000, which was another 80s song. Then, like, I even kind of had Alien Ant Farm had Smooth Criminal, another 80s song. So all these bands in that genre, like, a lot of them had their first hit. Right. With an 80s cover. But here was my thing. Here was my point with Deftones. They didn't have a hit with an 80s cover, but I think they were the only band from that era to successfully take the 80s and make that their sound. Because everything on White Pony sounds like it was influenced by like New Wave. So they were the only ones to take that sound and make it their own and incorporate it. But everybody else had to take that sound and use it to, to, to get on the charts right. or something. So, so I think Deftones was kind of in a league of their own because they just took that sound and they're like, well, fuck that. We're going to take this sound and we're going to make it us. And everybody else is like, we're going to take that song and just make money. Yeah. Well, and I think the Deftones are just like more honestly inspired by different genres because they're yeah. like really into like electronic music like chino's really into electronic music and stuff and i guess originally when white pony came out they approached um this dj that did the remix i can't think of his fucking um, name. dj shadow i think yeah yeah 
think. I don't, know. I don't really know. Like the electronic stuff like that just yeah. loses me, man. But I guess when they were working on White Pony, he talked to him about it. Like wanted him to do like wanted to work with him and have him do like a remix of the album or something. And it was just kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. And then it just never happened. And so then like when they were revisiting the idea for the anniversary thing, that's when they were kind of like, oh, cool. We should get a hold of him and do it. And ended up, I don't think it's just him. I probably should have read the fucking line. Well, I actually did. Or not really read the line like notes, several... but I guess that guy, yeah. You basically hit the hit the nail on the head. They... I think he wanted to work with DJ Shadow and do a remix album and have DJ Shadow remix the whole thing. But they didn't. So the Black Stallion is just basically DJ Shadow. He just executive produced it and got all these different people to remix songs. So he just kind of spearheaded it for Chino, I guess. Was there anything you actually liked on it? Nope. (laughs) Didn't think so. I actually didn't hate the Passenger remix. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I'll probably never listen to it again, but, like, the song, the root of the song was still there. Like, some of this stuff was, yeah, the, like, it's just unrecognizable. They take a song, yeah, man, God, that was another thing, that, like, another talking point I had. But it like, was, like, part of me appreciated it because I wasn't just getting, like, a generic remix of the same songs. It felt like an entirely different record, but not in a good way. Yeah. It was like there was nothing appealing about it like and maybe i just don't get it like because i'm not into that kind of music but yeah i was just like man this is really there were a couple songs that were listenable and like pretty much the rest of it was garbage and even those two that were listenable i don't give a fuck to go back and listen to them one was only like a minute long isn't it that first track like uh a fetisser uh, I, I don't know yeah. how to butcher it or whatever. I don't even know how to butcher it. I, guess. I don't even know how to butcher it, let alone <laughs> pronounce it. That's what I mean. Yeah, whatever we're trying <laughs> but, to say. Uh, but yeah, that first track, it's only like a minute long. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this anyways? Why is this even on there? Yeah. Was a... I don't even know how to butcher it. <laughs> I don't even know how to butcher it, let alone butcher it. Let alone say it. Oh my God. Well, well that's something else I thought of, how I said I had a day off. Um, I listened to Black Stallion, and it took me back too. Kind of like White Pony took me back, uh, like to being a teenager, which is a song on the album. Hey, but then listening to that remix album, I was like, I remember back then, all those bands had remix albums. Like you mentioned, Rob Zombie, Hellbilly yeah. Deluxe had a remix album. Astro Creep had the super sexy swinging sounds. Yeah. Then I think Fear, uh. Um, was it Fear Factory? They had Demanufacture and like Remanufacture. Yeah. They had a remix album. I think Every, Nine Inch Nails kind of started yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, that was my thing where I was going to go. Is, oh, did sorry. they start that? Because didn't they have, they had a oh, single, yeah. but then every single had like five remix tracks. Yep. And then like, yeah, then there was like when Broken, when the Broken EP came out, there was a remixed one called Fixed. Oh, God. Yeah, and I remember. See, but are any of those even actually any good? You know what? There was one because I was like a diehard fucking Nine Inch Nails fan in junior high, and so I bought all that shit. So you had to buy the little cardboard singles I was, with the little. Yeah, I was out. the fucking idiot buying, <laughs> trying to collect all the Halos. Halo <laughs> one, Halo two. I didn't really have them all, but I had a lot of them. And like Sin, the Sin <laughs> single was worth having because because 
Because it had the Get Down, Make Love remake. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. I liked the Nine Inch Nails version of that. Um, and uh, I don't know why you're still laughing. I'm just laughing because like, I'm thinking of you going, okay, I got Halo, like having a list. Okay, I got Halo 2. I got Halo 45, but I'm missing Halo 49. I'm missing Halo 30. I don't know. Like, well, yeah, dude, if you stuck with it long <laughs> enough, you would have been fucking driving yourself crazy because there were so many of them to actually collect. You'd like, oh my God. You just have like a stack of singles and why? No, to answer your question, most of them were not worth a fuck. Like, actually, the Broken EP is probably my favorite. I mean, it's hard to say. It probably depends on my mood. But put a gun to my head. I'm probably I'm probably gonna say that broken that EP is my favorite thing to come out of Trent Reznor ever. I mean, it just was so fucking aggressive. I think he's and still raw. doing remix stuff of the new stuff. Too. He's still remixing the old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a new remix called Fixed Again. Broken, broken, fixed, broken, Re-broken. and then fixed again. <laughs> but. Fixed. I so I bought fixed because I was like, man, I just I, I got it. You know, I know it's just a remix thing, but I bet it's really fucking cool. And it just wasn't, dude. Like, I hated it. Yeah. It was just long, stupid fucking versions of every song, and I couldn't stand it. But the one that I did really like, there was a remix of Closer called Closer to God. And the single was called Closer to God, instead of it was weird because it was like. Uh, sorry, I just had this weird flashback because I instantly remembered where I bought the CD. We went on like a field trip for band, I think, when I was in junior high. And God damn it, man. It was me and Joey Gibbs went in some fucking record store. I think it was just like a Music Land or a Sam Goody or something mm-hmm. back when those existed in malls. Because we went like some shopping mall down in like St. Louis or Chicago. And anyhow, that's where I bought the the Closer to God uh, single. It's so bizarre. You ever have that? Like instantly some weird memory. Yeah, of... you flash back to, I don't know, like time traveling. Yeah, dude, it was like instant, like this quick second in my head. I just kind of traveled back in time and like it's so weird. I can remember like listening to it on the way back, like in the bus and my little headphones on, my little Sony Discman, mm-hmm. you know. But it was really badass because it was like... um. You know, and they were kind of expensive too, if you think about it, because back then, like, albums were only like 10 bucks on CD. And, like, a lot of times singles were like two, three bucks, maybe, depending on, like, how many songs were on them and shit. And, like, I think, like, I paid like 10 bucks for this. Like, it was as much as a regular album. So it was like, sometimes, like, if you bought one, you kind of felt like you got fucked. And so I bought it, though, and, like, the one remix called Closer to God was, like, really fucking cool because it was almost, like, a totally different song. Like, the hook was totally fucking different. Like, he, like there was added lyrics and everything. Huh. So it was actually really, that was pretty badass. I don't even know. I wonder if I still own that. I kind of got rid of a lot of singles and stuff, but... You just remind me of something. Didn't they, for that movie Seven, like, I haven't seen that in a while, like, I... I've seen that. Everybody's seen yeah, I haven't a seven, but the either. opening credits had like a Nine Inch Nails song, and that was a remix. That wasn't the actual version, right? I can't remember what the song was, man. I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah, I don't know. Hell, it might have been that. 
Yeah, like I think it was because I think weird. it was a remix because the chorus because it is was like, like they slowed it down a little bit. Well, this one is not so much slowed down, but it's like instead of saying "I want to fuck you like an animal," and that just being the hook, it's like yeah. it's like "I want to fuck you." want to suck you or and then it just kind of keeps and then at the it says like a few things like that and then it's like just like an animal and it's it's totally different but it's actually really fucking cool um i don't know Hmm. that's my story unrelated to the i don't remember how the fuck the deftones thing well because we're talking about remixes but yeah because they were black stallion remix yeah but yeah that was something else i wanted to propose too for maybe a future episode is because i was thinking about the remixes and I kind of even went down that rabbit hole and was listening to it. Um, the White Zombie remixes. We should do a White Zombie episode sometime. Because I wouldn't hate that. Maybe even if we just talked about Astro Creep and then the Lost Sex or Sisto and like just didn't talk about the remixes. We had a whole like oh yeah, and I got the um, box episode. set with all the old shit before yeah. they broke and got signed and shit too. Which some of that's hit or miss. I don't know if yeah. you've heard it, but it's like... Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. It's like one EP was garbage, and then they'd have one that was kind of cool, but yeah. I could probably just go on a fucking hour-long rant on how cool Astro Creep 2000 yeah. is, but... Save that for another time. She, yeah. So, these but Deftone motherfuckers, though. Here was something, too, that I thought of. I didn't know this. How you said Passenger... Has obviously Maynard from right. Tool on there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that RX Queen had Scott Weiland doing uncredited backing vocals. Well, I didn't know that either. Huh? Yeah, because I guess he's doing some little scatting kind of thing. And I even tried to listen to hear hear like what it was, and like you can kind of make out somebody might be doing something. But Chino said that Scott Weiland, he just happened to be like at a nearby studio or something, and hmm. was like. Hey, here's what we're working on. And Scott just kind of took a microphone and was like, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, Chino was just like, well, hey, I'm just going to leave that the way that you did it and stick it on there. Huh. And he wasn't even credited. So how much did you veer off of just the White Pony thing? Did you revisit their records? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't really. Like, I just, I just thought about them. Because it kind of got me in that nostalgic mood. I was like... Right. Because uh, I will say that I didn't listen to it, but how you were kind of transported back in time with your uh, music land, uh, a story with Joey Gibbs, is when I was listening to this album, I was just chilling in the afternoon, and it was nice out. And I thought back to like when it came out, I started working in radio in the summer of 03, and Minerva was out then from the following album, the self-titled album. That song like makes me think of being an intern in radio. It's like that song transport me back every time I hear it. And I wore the shit out of a shirt that had the skulls with the roses on it. Yeah. I wore the shit out of that till it was like it's the only t-shirt that I've ever worn till it's been cracked and the paint's peeling off. And it's not even black anymore. It's almost like a, like a gray. Like it's like a worn like out shirt. Like man, I wore the shit out of that shirt. It's a cool design, man. I that album's one that I swear. Like it just grew on me. Gradually, for some reason, like White Pony was so good when, self titled came out, I was like, yeah, it's okay. 
It kind of sounds like White Pony. I think at least what I'm thinking. I actually didn't listen to it like you, but like it just kind of sounds like they tried to do White Pony again, or something. Is that kind of the case? To me, it's a little heavier in spots and stuff. Uh, Okay, but Hmm. I don't know. Kind of maybe. Maybe it just didn't. I don't know. See, I feel that way about Saturday Night Wrist. I feel like they were like, like they didn't have much of a hit with the self-titled record. So when they did Saturday Night Wrist, they like tried to capture that slick production of White gotcha. Pony. Okay. They're like, what well, worked? Okay, that worked. Yeah, but then it comes off as being like really watered down. Because what was it? That Hole in the Earth or whatever song? Was yeah, that single? was the only one that was ever really on the radio. Yeah, and like, dude, I can't... I went back and revisited this album for the first time probably since it came out. Like, I bought, I remember buying this right when it came out and being so disappointed in it that it hit the shelf. I mean, dude, this motherfucker is probably beyond myth. Let's see if I can find it real quick. I mean, in theory. Third shelf, maybe more towards the left, because I looked oh, earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, I mean, dude. Oops. Fourth shelf, sorry. Yeah, I mean, this thing is probably, it's probably so mint that... It's still got the sticker on it. Well, not that much, but that's pretty fucking mint. But I mean, dude, I've probably only played the CD once or twice. Huh. And have, and when did this come out? Like 20 years ago? or something? 15 years ago? I don't know. I think it was 06. Was it that far? Oh, it is 06, yeah. Yeah, boom! But anyhow, my point is, like, dude, I just did not like it. Yeah, I remember so not long. liking it either. It just... I actually did kind of enjoy it more going back now oh. and giving it a second chance. Not so much as a whole record, but there were a couple things that were, you know, decent. So, I don't know. Hmm. I'm not trying to sell you on it because I'm probably <laughs> it'll probably be another 10 or 15 years before I listen to it again. But, you know, it's weird because I feel like... I don't know. So... White Pony comes out. That's their biggest success story, right? They followed it up with self-titled thing. Like you're saying, maybe they were trying to repeat themselves, but then like kind of recapture that rougher edge they had on the first couple records. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Like that's a solid. The self-titled solid. Like that one grew on me with time, but then like maybe there was pressure to have a hit again. And that's where Saturday Night Wrist came from. And Hole in the Earth kind of sounds like them trying to... Like, that's probably as radio of a song as they're going to put out. You know what I mean? Like, it almost sounds like they were trying to do something kind of mellower and slick and catchy. Yeah, because it's weird that change, being a first single and being like a number three hit, that doesn't... It doesn't sound doesn't sound like like a a hit. Yeah. So it's like they were trying to recapture that, but I think Saturday Night Risk comes off as watered down, and I think it kind of fucked them, you know? So then, like... So then what, like, fast forward, they don't put out a record for a few years. Like, well, wasn't it their, who was it, the bass player? He got in a car wreck. Is that who it was, the DJ or the bass player? Somebody? I thought, dude, this is one of those bands where Chino's, like, the guy I know. See, I know there was, like, Stephen Carpenter, I think, Abe Cunningham. And Abe's the drummer, right? Chi Chang, and then Chino. And there was somebody else. Somebody else got in a car wreck, and so that kind well, of derailed died. him for a while. Yeah. yeah, he got in a car wreck and was like in a coma. 
Cheat. That, that name sounds like that was. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm that really must bad. Be the guy I don't know because Steven... I'm bad with names, yeah. dude. Like bad. Like yeah. any band I grew up with. I'll I always like members, to look at liner notes and but stuff. But then, like, anyone that's newer, like, in my later years that, you know what I mean? Like, I suck. Damn, just killed Tyler's. But, you know, Diamond Eyes, man, it's weird to me because it's like they hit the reset button and put out their best fucking record ever. Oh, shit. It says Saturday Night Wrist um, was produced by Bob Ezrin. Hmm. So you'd think they'd have a hit. Well, maybe not. Maybe Sorry, Bob, Bob you choke, motherfucker. Frank Delgado, he's the keyboard guy. Stephen Carpenter is strings. Chi Ching is bass. Chino Moreno is yeah, vocals. Yeah, I think it was the bass Abe player. Abe Cunningham is drums. I think it was that Chi dude, the bass player. Because yeah. when you said that, it sounded like that's the name I remember. Yeah, because I know somebody was... The name I remember. Somebody died, so it kind of derailed them. Because then they have an album that was almost ready to go. And it did, and it just got didn't. shelved. Like, they yeah. didn't even release it. Which I've always thought that was weird. So there's actually, like, an album in between uh, Saturday Night Wrist and Diamond Eyes. Yeah. It's, like, pretty much done, and they just didn't... I don't know. I mean, was it completely finished? or I don't... Because I don't even think I don't they think used... So. I think they I thought they just, just kind of shelved over. it. Because yeah. they're, like, uh, like, maybe as a... Something to him in his honor. They're like, we don't want to really touch this because uh, he was involved in it. Yeah. Or we'll put it out when we're all out of material. Mm. Should have put that shit out instead of gore. <laughs> <laughs> I still do. Yeah. That one is like, although I don't know. You know, I revisited that one and there was a couple that was kind of like, yeah, okay. So it's kind of like that and Saturday Night Wrist are the turds for me. Gore and Saturday Night Wrist, like, mm. I don't know, man. Maybe I one day. I do think Diamond Eyes was awesome. That one. That Dude, was that so was good. a tour. I think I saw him on too. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, 2010. So uh, maybe. Yeah, like I know they opened with that song. What year did you say you saw him? 2013. Uh, oh no, it was the Koi Yokan or whatever. Yeah, Koi. Dude, that album honestly is not as solid front to back as Diamond Eyes. But I think it has some of their fucking coolest songs they've ever done. Hmm. Like, dude, some of those songs, the fucking grooves are so undeniable, man. I mean, I don't know. Like, the first, I think, three or four songs just... Like, Swerve City, that opening track. I think, was that the single they put that, out? That one was. Because yeah. now I got it running through my head. Dude, yeah, that whole fucking... That first half of that record... Honestly, the first half of that yo, koi no yokan, right? Is that right? I guess your your guess is good as mine. Well, I, don't, I don't even know how to butcher. I actually just pulled it up as I was saying that, and I'm like, in their song "The Butcher," I think yeah. too, on that one maybe. Is it on that? Or is that one? Diamond is. Eyes? Here comes I think the it's butcher. Diamond Eyes actually. Yeah. Oh. Say, now that you're singing the chorus, I can't. Darn! Like I like blew it. I thought I had a good. Well, you did. Oh, yeah, Beauty School. That was a cool fucking song. Eh, where was The Butcher? Oh, yeah, you've seen The Butcher. It's yeah. on Diamond Eyes, yep. Okay. So yeah, those right. two are easy to mix up because they were almost like back-to-back yeah. and produced like the same, like that really just big fucking sound. Like they sound like it's such a big sound that when I said big, I flexed. Like I did this. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Diamond Eyes is so fucking great front to back. Uh, what was that? Rocket Skates? Was that the? Yeah, that song was the shit. And um, really the whole fucking thing. But that one's definitely a standout. Beauty School's the shit. Everything's the shit. Anyhow, where the fuck was I going with this? Oh, what I was going to say was Diamond Eyes and... Uh, Koyo, whatever the album is. Yeah, Koyo Naman. I don't know. I don't know what I just said. But they came out like kind of back to back to where that, that second one seems like it was almost like leftover tracks from Diamond Eyes. But some of them I feel like are... I don't know, man. If you took like the first half of that, you know, Moo Moo Guy Pan album <laughs> <laughs> and, and, put it, and put it on Diamond Eyes, you would have... Just this fucking epic, like to me, Diamond Eyes is already your the, brain the would explode, but you would be fucking, like you wouldn't be able to handle it all over the wall right here because Diamond Eyes front to back fucking killer, fucking cream of some young guy, that one, first half is fucking killer, like as good as Diamond Eyes. Diamond Eyes is just better because it's like as a full fucking album, you know. Yeah, it's just oh my god, it works. It's so good. It's so good. I'm going to have to just, like, stop talking about it. Hmm. I feel like I'm just sitting over here spooging all over it. Oh, that Diamond Eyes album. But, yeah, so, you know, after uh, whatever, the Yoko Yoko Ono album. <laughs> I'm all out of things to call. It's hard to fucking say it, man, off the top of your head, unless it's just part of your fucking vocabulary, I guess. It's such a dud that Gore was the follow-up. Because, okay, looking at the timelines, like, again, they took, like, four years to make a record. And then Gore came out. And I remember being, like, pretty stoked for it. Like, oh, fuck yeah. And then it came out, and I just was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I listened to it and was so bored with it. And just, there was no, it's, like, anticlimactic the whole fucking time, you know? I mean, I just felt like, goddamn, even Saturday Night Wrist at least has, like, a song here and there. Like, it's just kind of like a wall of boredom. But there's a song that pops in and out every once in a while. You go, oh, there's a hook. I felt like Gore was just like, god damn, dude. Like, I listened to it and didn't remember a fucking thing afterwards, you know? Yeah, like, you know what? It's totally, they told, these bands don't sound the same. But I feel the same way with Weezer. They always seem to put out, like, a bunch of garbage. And then, boom, they put out an album that, like, blows my mind. Uh, and then there's garbage. And then it's like... I'm not saying Deftones is garbage, but I'm saying, like, they'll have, like, one album, like, White Pony. Then the next couple are like, meh. Then, like, boom, I'll forget about them. And then I'm like, fuck, where was Deftones? They weren't on my radar before. Now, boom. And it's like, I forget about them. And then... I feel like, yeah, like the They new... always pull me back in when I forget about them. That's just what I mean. They always yeah. just like... Phew. Did you like the new one? You had talked about it on our um, year-end... And I didn't even know they had anything. And I listened oh. to it after that, and I liked it. Yeah. Because I feel like it's like what Gore or Saturday Night Wrist should have been. Like, well, not so much Saturday Night Wrist. Because that's just a different thing. But Gore, they were obviously going for this other thing. And then it kind of flopped. And just left you, left you longing for more. Not even left you longing for more, just left you longing for an actual album full of songs. But then, like, Ohms, it's like, it's a pretty artsy record. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's not like straightforward songwriting. Yeah. Like there's some shit that's like very mood oriented and um what's the fucking side project thing that Chino has? I'm drawing a blank. I like it. Isn't it something like just triangles or was that the song? Something was just I was thinking of that earlier. Yeah, like well, there's a song. Yeah, there was like a yeah. God damn it! What was it called? Jesus fucking Christ! I don't even remember if he ever put out another album because they did. There was like because it's more electronic based. That was the but it's really that was the song cool. I think was Triangles. Cause yeah, because it it's not single. the name of the band. Um, God damn it! Google that and I'll just fucking ramble about some shit. I feel like an idiot, but I he probably knowing me. There's probably a second album out there somewhere, and my stupid ass just didn't know it came out. But I really dug the first one that they came out with. But anyhow, my point, I think that Ohm's... Team Sleep, is that it? That's not it. Um, Was it called Crosses? Crosses, that's it. God Crosses. damn it. I knew it started with a I fucking thought it was C, and I couldn't... Sleep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I kept wanting to say churches, but I knew that was a different fucking band. <laughs> churches. Yeah, because it is little, it's just little crosses. Like yeah. That. No, it's a cool, that, I don't, as far as I know, they only have the one album and it's really fucking cool, but I guess the point they I'm did. getting. They did, it was just crosses. Yeah. The point I'm getting at is I feel like Ohms is like the album where crosses met like that side of Chino kind of met Deftones as far as the song What am I goes. thinking that had triangles? Maybe I'm just thinking of shapes. I just got shapes. No, you know, is there that is, the Team Sleep? I think there's a, I don't know. I think there's a Deftones song called Triangles. Oh. <laughs> I don't just, know why I got shapes in my head. I'm just drawing a blank because I suck with remembering uh, <laughs> shapes. I'm just... <laughs> I got what, like, what's that, hexagons or something. Or there's a hexagon on the um, self-titled, or hex, hex something. Oh, Prayers and Triangles, The that was the opening track of Gore. Hmm. See? Well, what the fuck? Because it's so head... fucking boring, who cares? I don't know anything on that album, <laughs> dude. I don't remember. I didn't retain shit from that record, so, you know, I'm with you, Andy, you know? So, know. you know what's funny, too, is, like, the B-sides and rarities thing. I don't know why, but I never bought it, and I never listened to it until this week, going back really? and revisiting it. Unless Fuck. I just don't remember. That that might be my favorite Deftones thing, even though it is covers, but it's got, right. like, you know, like, I like the soft shit, because I've said that I like metal bands, but I like their soft shit, and they've got acoustic. Well, there's, like, remixes and stuff, yeah. and actually, yeah, the... F- change in the house of flies acoustic thing like that's a pretty cool and that savory and wax and wane song both those songs are pretty cool hexagram no, that was the song i was thinking of not oh hexagram. the opening track from the self-titled yeah. thing that's a badass song too the uh, ordinary love song no ordinary love i dug that and i was like fuck i dude i don't think i've ever heard it that was one of those dude i thought it was just like ah this covers fuck it i don't really want to hmm. like their version of that was that was that a cover? Am I drawing a blank here? Yeah, because it's Sade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know this her version, but now that you say that, I, I only know that because my mom would listen to like Sade, like her greatest hits. Yeah. And I was like, Deftones covered this. What the fuck? Well, then yeah. maybe I need to listen to more Sade. Then. What was? Oh, the digital bath acoustic thing though. I didn't really care for, mm. because the chorus comes and it's just kind of like, uh, he doesn't belt it. 
Yeah. He just kind of does like this half-ass thing, and I was like, ah, that doesn't work. Everything else worked about it, but then it hits the chorus, and the chorus just doesn't work acoustic, and I'm like, ah, why'd you do that? See, because I really like that B-Sides thing when it came out, because, um, or actually, like, I think we might have mentioned this, I might have mentioned this off-air, the, like, last time we recorded, when you mentioned you bought this, is I thought that what they should have done is for the remix, or I mean, instead of the remix of Black Stallion, they should have just packaged it with the B-Sides thing and had that on there. Because yeah. the B-Sides thing on vinyl Half was only a record store day thing. Oh. So they should have yeah. just pressed it and put it with White Pony and made it a big a package. Now that you say that, I remember you buying that and me thinking, oh, I should get that. And then I just never did. Yeah. And I think that's why I never heard it, you know. I just kind of forgot about it. I had it on C. I think it came out 05 or 06, probably like around this time of a Serenat Risk. Well, I have heard that like they don't usually have, because I thought that, like, why didn't they do like B sides with White Pony and blah, blah, blah. But I heard like in an interview, I think, with Chino, or I, I assume it was him. He's about the only person from that camp that I ever remember hearing speak to be honest with you but he said that well and I don't even think he does a ton of interviews but but anyhow I heard or read somewhere but he said that uh they don't really like like a lot of bands will have like 20 songs and then go into the studio and trim it down you know whittle it down like 10 or 12 or whatever and he said they don't usually do that like it's pretty much what they got's what they got like they'll write like nine or ten songs, and then they might write like one or two in the yeah. studio. See, this is something that I wanted to touch on too. Is that um, I remember way back around the time when White Pony came out, I bought it with the white cover, and the first track oh, was yeah. Back to School. And they had the different versions. But then I liked it so much, I tracked down one that was a red CD, and it wasn't like you know how the CDs have the clear uh, um, jewel case. This was all red plastic, so it was like... I think I remember that now and that you say it. that, I tracked it down, bought it off eBay, and it had a song called Boys Republic on there. Huh. And then I took it to work, because this guy named Joe that worked at the radio station, too, he dropped it, and the case <sighs> broke. And I was like, you motherfucker, I paid like 30 bucks for this CD, twice as much as a normal CD on uh, eBay, and you dropped it. But anyways... Cocksucker! That... Is not on Apple Music. This Boys Republic song is not on there. It's not on the album version. It's not on this uh, 20th anniversary thing. So I had to plug in my external hard drive and go to that copy that I copied off a CD and listen to Boys Republic. And I'm like, why did they not put this on their anniversary thing? So it kind of pissed me off because I'm like, why is Deftones putting out an anniversary and not throwing on the tracks. Because you think back to, like, you know, the cult, how we even talked about, I think it was Sonic Temple, they had an anniversary, and you're like, I ordered their four-CD collection of this, but I think you might have canceled it. But you're like... Yeah, I don't think I ever got it. I think it was, like, one of those first yeah. issues I had with Amazon. And I ended up just buying the regular vinyl instead or whatever. I just remember, though, that, like... We were talking about that, and it just seemed to be like every band, when they put out an anniversary, they, like, unload the vaults and throw everything out there. And Deftones, it's like, why are they not fucking doing this? I don't know. I don't know. 
Maybe they're just holding out because they don't have a lot of B-sides and stuff off of each record. Maybe yeah. they're just going to do like some box set thing where it's just like... Yeah, but why is Boys Republic not on the B-side thing either? Do they not even like this song either? Because you know they didn't put out Back to School. Hold on, I'm going to get... It's like Chino. these guys just piss me off. We're calling Chino. Let's get Chino on the horn. Yeah. Hey, I'm probably talking up Boys Republic like it's going to be the best song ever. It sounds like a weird... It's a weird title. Yeah, Boys but it's Republic. just like, why do they not put that out there? Sounds kind of pedo, man. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Like maybe Sorry. that's why. <laughs> maybe that's All right. why. I'll just hit stop. <laughs> maybe that's why. Here was my thing it. though. I even wrote this down. I was like, maybe they didn't have enough B sides to fill a side of a record, so that's why they didn't put it out there. Which is what you're saying. Yeah. Or something. Because really, if you take, I think, I looked at the liner notes and they recorded the No Ordinary Love during the sessions. Then they recorded something called Black Moon. And then they would have this Boys Republic. But really, they would have had enough for like a 7-inch. But why not throw in a 7-inch? Hell yeah. Throw in something, guys. Yeah. Dude, it's weird. I think your microphone's louder than mine. (laughs) Well, every time I glance over, it's like I can see where you've said something and I can't. I don't know. Well, these sure. I'm just louder this episode. That Sennheiser's actually it just is a little louder, but that and you are a little. You're a little louder. Yeah, like, but I'm further back though. I feel like. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep creeping up. Mm. I don't know, man. That's all I got to say about Deftones. It's just like yeah, you know, what? you dropped the ball with your anniversary thing. Yeah. Every other, every other band under the sun puts out shit after shit after shit. You know, you got Kiss <laughs> remastering shit. You've got like all these bands remastering shit and Deftones, it's like they do the opposite. They don't like they don't put shit out. <laughs> Dude, you're pretty upset about this. I don't know. I wanted to listen to Boys Republic. Hey, I didn't want to do any work. They put shit out, they put fucking gore out. What else do you want from mm-hmm. them, okay? Just because <laughs> just because they didn't put out fucking Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and Monster back to back to back. Just yeah. because they didn't, you know, yeah. defecate that big fucking Pile Maybe I that. want the Chi Moreno or uh, the Chi uh, the Chi Chang Vault that I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on <laughs> and have in my house and deliver it. They're going to come out with a uh, the Yoko Noimoi no Yoko Yoko Kimono Dragon box set. <laughs> it's going to be whatever that album is with a bunch of B sides and remixes. Um, you know. It'll all be remixes, and then I'm going to be like, fuck. And you'll be like, well, you got what you asked for. You got remix after remix. After remix. I want 18 remixes of Bored. <laughs> I really like that song. So just give me that. Just do like a whole remix album of just the song Bored. Well, mm. I don't know where to go from there. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either, man. I think that uh, it's time for Andy and I to See, go. I'm out. Get another beer and uh, sit out in the sun and enjoy the weather. 80 degrees out today, and there's a brisket yeah. resting. I'm going to be slicing that bad boy in a couple hours. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, on that note, Andy's mad. He uh, is personally pissed off at everyone in the Deftones. Yeah. So, on the next... Uh, episode of Celebrity Deathmatch. It's going to be Andy, Haleen, 
versus Chino Mur. How do you say his last name? Moreno. Yeah. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say this, and then I thought it in my head. I was gonna say. I want. I want a Boys Republic seven inch, but then that sounds totally pervy. <laughs> so I was I like, that. I was gonna say that. <laughs> like, I want the Boys Republic seven inch, and I want it now, Chino. <laughs> and then the FBI is coming to my house or your house looking for me. So yeah, What's it's a good they're way coming to... to my house. I said your last name on here. Oh. I gave them everything they needed. Yeah, but that's where I'm at. So they're going to be, like, at the door right now. They're going to fucking be taking my kids <laughs> away from me and shit. Where you go, Andy? <laughs> All right, I'm out. On that note, thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> the boy's seven.